0: talked about intentional about your relationship with god these last five and we're in number seven today are talking about intentional in your relationship with others next week we talk about priorities and some of the issues that are involved with that but this morning we're talking about kindness i have sort of tongue-in-cheek said this is while we talk about the principles and i want to show you those principles about kindness and and the person who is um, who is a follower of Jesus, let me just show you this. Um, I, have, I have jokingly said how to possess the most rare commodity in New Jersey and in the New York area. Kind of tongue-in-cheek, but not entirely. And you know what I mean by that, certainly. Uh, doesn't mean we don't experience kindness in different places and different ways and so forth. But I want to talk to you about this from what the Bible says. And, you know, I love that song you guys did. Um, And maybe we'll do it again. I love that song. But you know, theologically it's incorrect. Did you know that? Well, you knew that. Theologically it's incorrect. We can't put put a little love in our heart. I'm not going to worry about the theology of the song because I like the spirit of it. But um, what we're going to learn this morning is really the love and the kindness has to come somewhere else, certainly. Now, we can be intentional about that, and that's what we're talking about because it's got to come from God. And I want you to see that. And we're going to... I wanted to begin... this This was kind of hard. I wanted to begin with some kind of a definition to give you some understanding about what's going on with this whole thing, a, a working definition. So this is, this is what I have come up with, and we'll talk a little bit about it. Here it is. It's a natural inclination for kindness, a natural inclination to reflect God's love and grace through your personality, very important. Come back to that. To those that you come into contact with daily, without the slightest thought of reciprocity. Um, it could be little words and acts to big actions. Okay. It could be different personalities displaying different uh, different kinds of kindness in different ways. And I will just add this: it doesn't mean that you need to be a doormat to anyone because sometimes. That's sort of the way we come away from these things. Go back to the definition right up here, which says a natural inclination. What does that mean? Natural inclination means it has become something that has become such a part of me that I no longer have to think about it. I don't have to get on some sort of performance track. It happens from the inside. Key key point. We'll come back to that. But also where he says to reflect God's love and grace through your personality, now, this is real important, and I wanted to add this because we all have different personalities. I, I happen to be a, an extrovert, a people person. I've never, I've yet to meet a stranger. I keep looking for one, but I haven't found one yet. And even in, and that's why I love New York, because there's just all kinds of friends everywhere I go. Penn Station, what a great place, especially in the morning. Because I just, all those people are my friends. If you don't believe me, just I talk to them all. Now, do they talk back to me? Most of the time, no. But they still get a, hey, how you doing, you know? And uh, some people don't know how to take that, and frankly, I was misunderstood when I first came here for that. But now I'm understood totally. And they, and, and and granted, granted, we we need to be within reason on that type of thing. But that that's one of the ways it comes out in who I am. You don't, and here's my point: you don't have to be, you know, an extrovert to do this. I'm not suggesting everybody has to show kindness the way I do. That's me. That's who I am. You you are someone different, and you have different ways that you can express the kindness that God wants to express through you. It may be like me as an extrovert, it may be as an introvert, and there's little actions, there's little things, there's little ways you can do that. So this is not a personality thing, and I want to make that clear, okay? Um, And the other part of that definition that I have for you is you come into contact daily without the slightest thought of reciprocity. Because this is really, the, this is really the, the down and dirty deal right here. Most of the time, people speak of kindness. They speak it in of a way of, do it because look what happens if you do. Do it because you'll feel better for it. Eh, wrong answer. We don't do it because it feels good. Does it feel good to do kind things? Most of the time it does. But that's not why we do it. We do it because it's a reflection of God's grace on the inside that just comes out naturally. That's why we do that. So many times we get those concept, what I call those consequential truths mixed up with why we do things. Another example of that is people say, you should give. You should give money. You should give to the church. You should give to God because he'll give back to you. Is that true? Yeah, that's true, but that's not a reason to do it. That's why you. That's why I I always like to emphasize. That's not a. You do it because you you have a you have a heart for God. You have a heart for what this particular thing is doing, and and you and you want to do that. Now, will you be blessed in return? Yeah, in many different ways. But that's not why you do it. It's the same thing with this. If you're kind, will you feel good about it? Will there be things that will come back to you? Most of the time, yeah. But that's not why you do it. You do it because it's a reflection of the inner character that God has, has performed, the things that God has done in your life, all right? So I have one other. I want to expand it, just kind of elucidate, just a moment, with a great definition from a lady who I'm going to quote three times this morning. And I think she epitomizes in our generation what the kindness and the love of God really is. Mother Teresa, uh, bless her soul. Um, spread love everywhere you go. First of all, in your own house. Let no one ever come to you without leaving better and happier. Be the living expression of God's kindness. Kindness in your face, kindness in your eyes, kindness in your smile. Now, I really like that. You see, that's, that, Maybe that's a little schmaltzy. I don't think so. I, I think it really hits this definition of what it means to have God's Love and mercy and grace shining through your life in the form of kindness. I think it hits that head-on right there. Spread love everywhere you go. In your own house, let no one ever come to you without leaving better and happier. Be the living expression of God's kindness. Kindness in your face. Kindness in your eyes. Kindness in your smile. And I have to just throw this in very quickly, and that is this. Contrived kindness always always has an agenda. And uh, it always has ulterior motives. That's, uh, I, let me just, real quick, I want to run through these things. Wake up back there, Scotty. We're, gonna, we're gonna going to get her going. Always has an agenda. Always has an ulterior motive. All right? Um, oh, we don't have that. Sorry, Scotty. We, we missed that one. Never mind. Um, let, me talk, let me talk about this just for a minute, because I, I had a couple notes about that, and I have them here, but I don't have them there for you. Um, this is very important, because whenever we talk about contrived, what I talk about contrived kindness, I'm talking about the whole area of something that I do for some other reason. Maybe it's not just to feel good. Um, many of you here, many of you here are in the kind of businesses that it comes down to relationships. I mean, let's face it. I don't know many businesses that don't come down to relationships, frankly. Um, and as a result of that, sometimes we... We sometimes have that ulterior motive, and this is a tough issue, because it's part of your job to develop a relationship. I'm a pastor. I have the same issue. Do I develop a relationship with this person? Everybody, as far as I'm concerned, every human living being I meet ought to be at Renaissance Church, okay? I mean that's just that and, and so I have to deal with it. now now then I have to ask myself, am I am I pursuing that person in a relationship because they need to be at Renaissance church? Gosh, I hope not. And that's why even the purest of hearts has to be examined and re-examined and re-examined. Because sometimes we can pursue relationships for our business, and that's what we get paid to do, and sometimes get paid very well. One, I've learned a lot of things since I've lived here, one of these things, investment bankers. What is an investment banker? He's a guy that gets paid pretty well to pursue relationships with the right people. You know? What's wrong with that? Nothing. But again, if you, if you seek to have a pure heart, you've got to just examine and re-examine your motives. Same thing with when you want something from someone. Um, it's, just, it's just such a fine, fine, shady line there. And that's why I think it only can be, whether you're talking about business or whether you're talking about relationships where by pursuing this relationship, I can, I can get better status in the community or I can get this or I can get into the right club or wh- whatever it is. That's why we just have to, we just really have to pray about this and ask God to really reveal our, our, our honest intentions to us and pray for the right motivation. Because I don't care what you're talking about, you can always have a hidden agenda. You can always have a wrong motive. You can always have that. Any of us can, in whatever we're doing. So that's the issue here that we think about when we talk about that whole thing of reciprocity and so forth. So now, I want to get into these four thoughts, these four principles of kindness and and what it means to be a, a kind person who is a follower of Jesus, follower of Christ. And there's four thoughts here that I want to give you. I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. The first one is this. Kindness is commanded. And i got three verses I want you to look at, or three passages. The first one is in Proverbs chapter 3. Never let loyalty and kindness get away from you. Wear them like a necklace, write them deep within your heart. It's commanded in Proverbs, never let kindness get away from you. Let me show you another passage from, from Micah. The Lord has told you, O man, O human, in this particular translation, what is good. He has told you what He wants from you, to do what is right to other people. Love being kind to others and live humbly obeying your God. Wow, that's a a great, great verse. And then let's go to the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 4. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of malicious behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Kindness is commanded in the Bible of the people who are God's people and who are desiring to live a life as Christ tells us to live, following following the Lord's example and the life that he has for us. So kindness is commandment commanded, excuse me. Number 2 principle. Kindness is a byproduct of something else. What we it's a byproduct Let me show you a great thought from a great French philosopher and writer. Neither genius, fame, nor love show the greatness of the soul. Only kindness can do that. By the way, in all these quotes that I have, just as a reminder for some who might be visiting, if you like some of these quotes or something, these are always on our website. Available sometimes Sunday, usually about by 1 o'clock or so on Sunday afternoon. They're always available for us. So don't try to write them all these quotes down because there's some, some good stuff here. But we always provide it for you on our website. But uh, that's a great thought there. Only kindness, only kindness can show the greatness of the soul. Um, let, me, let me just show you this next verse, and then I want to talk about it a little bit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Just just dwell on that for a moment. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, these things will be produced in us. It's not an act. It's not something that we do. It's not some performance track that we get on. It's, it's something God does through us, changing us in our heart, and therefore it affects our actions. Some old friends of mine used to kid me, and I, I may have used this, this before, and I'll probably use it again. They used to kid me because I, I, I developed this, they developed this phrase called oozology. They said, you believe in oozology, kind of making up a new doctrine there, Oozology. Because I used to always say, and I still, I still believe it, and that is, when you are what you should be on the inside, it just oozes out. And that's true. So when we talk about this whole thing of kindness, it's a byproduct. It's not a matter of, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to pray and I'm going to bite my lip and I'm going to say, God make me a kinder person. Mm. God make me a kinder person. Make me a kinder person. You know? And you just keep that's not the issue. The issue is, God, do a work in me. Do a work in my heart. And 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 it's going to come out. It's a byproduct, and we need to understand this. I'm not talking about some ethical standard of behavior. I'm talking about something that happens on the outside because it started on the inside. So the issue is not be more kind, make me kinder. The issue is, God, work in a deeper way in my heart. If I find myself being harsh, if I find myself being unkind and ungracious, what do I need to do? Clean up my act? That probably wouldn't hurt, but that's not the issue. The issue is, God, work here in me. Work in my heart. Work in my life. Kindness is a byproduct. Third principle that I want you to see. I love this principle. Kindness refreshes the soul. This is a good thought from a great writer. Look at this. Beginning today, treat everyone you meet as they were going to be dead by midnight. Isn't this good? Extend to them all the care, the kindness, and the understanding that you can muster. And do it with no thought of any reward. Your life will never be the same again. Theologically, I have a little problem with him saying, um, with all the understanding that you can muster, because we just talked about that. But the part that I'm most interested in is where he says, do it with no thought of any reward. Your life will never be the same again. Kindness refreshes the soul. I said this a moment ago. That's not why we do it. It's the consequence. It's the result. Now, let me show you a couple of verses from the Bible. Proverbs 16, verse 24. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. Healthy for the body. That'll cost you right there. Um, even though you sang so well. Uh, that was a cell phone, in case you didn't hear that. We have another rule here at Renaissance. If your cell phone goes off, like the finer golf courses in the country, you get fined, and you just put 100 bucks right back there in the offering box. All right? So there you go. All right. Now we got that taken care of. Um, kindness refreshes the soul. Look at this, chapter 11. Your own soul is nourished when you are kind, but you destroy yourself when you are cruel. Boy, is that a true statement? Is that a true... You look at a person who's not kind and look at their lives. You're thinking, you know what? I don't want to be them. I mean, you ever seen somebody like that? I'm asking you. That's a rhetorical question. Of course you have. And, and, And the greatest penalty... To an unkind person is themselves. I mean, it really is. Now, granted, I may be there and it may make me uncomfortable and it may do this or it may do that. But that's that's the greatest penalty of being an unkind person. Themselves. And what I love about this proverb is your own soul is nourished when you are kind. Kindness refreshes the soul. There's nothing like it. Fourth principle. Kindness is commanded. Kindness is a byproduct. Kindness refreshes the soul. Kindness displays what I call real-deal spirituality. Real-deal spirituality. I mean, there, there has to be a willingness there to be inconvenienced when you're kind. There has to be a... a it may cause personal sacrifice. Um, it does feel good, but sometimes it, does. it doesn't always feel good. And we need to understand that. But I want to take you to this passage of Scripture we're going to go to in just a moment. And, um, thank you. <laughs> and uh, this is, to me, epitomize. This, this brings it all together for us. It epitomizes everything that we talk about when we talk about kindness. It's the Lord talking. And, um, well, we'll talk about it, but let's just read through it right now. It's in Matthew chapter 25, and um, it goes like, beginning in verse 34. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous ones were... Watch this. The righteous ones were... When? When did we ever see you hungry or feed you or thirsty or give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will tell them, I assure you, when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those in the left and say, Away, you, you cursed ones. Into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you gave me no clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will probably, Lord, when? When did we do that? And they go through the whole thing. They didn't even know it. You can see the rest of it there. Here's what I want you to see in this whole thing. Those people who showed kindness didn't even know they showed kindness. Because it had become such a natural habit of how they lived. That's what I'm asking you. That's what I'm encouraging from you. Not go out here and try to be kinder. I mean, that's a great thought. Nothing wrong with that. Not random acts of kindness. That's a nice thought too. But what I'm saying is there has to be more depth to it than that. And it has to begin here in the heart and in the mind. And those folks who do it, do it naturally. That natural inclination. That's kindness. And I want to tell you something that can only come from God working in a person. Everybody can do kind acts, and that's great. I'm not putting that down. A lot of people can conjure it up and muster it up and do something nice and do something, but we're talking about a lifestyle. That's what we're talking about, a lifestyle that comes from a relationship with God through Jesus. i got two other quotes I want to show you, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, no, that's all right. Keep going. Um, let, let, let's do this. I'm gonna, I want let to do the takeout food, and then I want to show you some things, and, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Just I've already said these. I want to say them again. Um, number one, do a personal kindness inventory. Do a personal kindness inventory. Um, ask yourself and others close to you, am I a kind person? And then say, hmm, if I'm not, you know the answer to that. So just think about that. When you you go home this afternoon or at lunch, whoever you're with, hey, am I a kind person? What do you think? Let's talk about that. Again, the answer is not. And this is is the second second takeout food for that. Don't try to become a gentler and kinder soul. That defeats the whole purpose. You, You can't do that. I mean, you can do that on a temporary basis and on a shallow basis, but you can't do that on the long term, it's got to be God changing the inside, okay? Third little piece of takeout food here, focus on the presence of God, and you focus on that, His desire to work through you as His tool or as His instrument, all right? Focus on the presence of God in your life. Somebody wrote a book one time, and it's a good book. It's called Practicing the Presence of God, and that's what we're to do. And the last little piece of takeout food here for you, pray for awareness for everyday kindness opportunities reflecting god's love to others. So I'm, what I'm saying basically is this, don't you can't go out of here and say okay, I'm going to I'm going to do better, I'm going to be kinder. But you know what we do need to pray god make my heart what it should be and then give me an extra sensory awareness of those times. And you know what it might be just a smile to someone. God knows sometimes people need that. And sometimes they just look I mean I just I love that. I love doing that. I just love watching people's response when you smile hi. And it used to bother me, particularly when I first moved here, because people just, you just get blank stares back from them. I may, maybe they think you're nuts. Maybe they think you're homeless. I don't know. But I don't look homeless, at least, but um, most of the time. And, um, but I just love doing that because you never know what it's going to do for people. You no, know, and, and that's the thing. Let me give you two, that's right. Let me give you these two thoughts, two quotes. And then, uh, kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly Endless you don 't even know how endless they are you don 't even know what an impact you can have. This is the thing that 's neat about being a follower of Christ is we have the opportunity to have impact beyond anything we 're going to know in this life. and sometimes we forget that because we all have these these desires to be instantly gratified, to see instant to have instant uh, you know, remuneration of some sort for, for my kind acts. may not happen that way that 's okay. These are sowing seeds, you know, of of eternal consequence. One more quote. These are both from Mother Teresa. We shall never know all the good that a simple smile can do. And I want to add to that. And we, of all people, those of us who have committed our lives to God, have more than anything else, we have something to smile about. It's not just some plastered, painted on, hey, hey. But it comes from the heart. Because of what God has done. Nearly the point is this. And I'll close with a statement and pray. May God give us the ability to live out the grace, the mercy, and the kindness that he has put upon us. May God give us that ability. As we realize his love and his grace for us more and more. May that just choo, come out. Let's pray together. Lord, I just uh, would ask you to give us an ability and an understanding of how how powerful these truths are. And Lord God, I just would ask you that some of us here are going to, and I hope this doesn't happen, but some of us may leave here saying, help us to be kinder. God, help us to have a heart That desires to seek who you are. That desires to please God with how we live. And we know we'll become kinder. For some of us, that's going to mean that we begin right here by saying, Lord, I know, I know you. I have put my trust in you a long time ago. And I'm just asking you, Lord, to continue or work even in a deeper way in my heart to make me more of what you want me to be and that that will be seen by my actions and by the kindnesses that I bestow and that I give to others. Lord, for some of us, it's going to be a whole new beginning where some here need to say, Lord, I want to give my life to you. I'm tired of trying to fake this stuff, just trying to conjure it up and muster it up. I get tired of that. I want to give my heart to you and ask God to work in me and through me in making me into the person that you want me to be and that that will be seen by how I live and by how I treat people. God, I pray that for each person here. If you'll like that here, it's just a simple matter of praying, Lord God, right here, right now, I want to trust you right here. And you can do that right where you're sitting. So, Father, we thank you for this. We commit this time to you. We pray for it in the name of our Lord. Amen. Um, what do you think? We're on time. You want to hear that song one more time? Yeah, come on up. Come on up, guys. Can we do it one more time? Sure, sure. Did we, did we lose Shara? uh uh we've got to wait for them. Come on down here, guys. Drink your coffee and come on down here. Um, we're going to see if we can get, get them to do Oh, they already gave up their headphones. and they, You don't need headphones. Come on. Let's just do it. All right? Come on. Uh-huh.